Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast. Nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that will hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the cool fools of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2000 anime original Fooly Cooly. Let's meet today's sexually frustrated main characters. First, he's the, the first, he is the most likely to make fun of my big ass forehead to, to get hit by a guitar. He puts the F in FLCL, the factor himself, Jay. Jay, how's it going? Is it Cooley or is it Cooley? Nah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Go on to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Uh, our first moderator of the night, his wardrobe is often compared to that of the main character. He's often mistaken for a 12 year old man child. We have our Gibson Flying V shredding vote counter, Miles. Miles, how's it going? You know, I'm. I wish I had a Gibson Flying V, and all of the you know uh, slander you threw my way would be worth it for one of those guitars. So. <laughs> yes, it would. And, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, and uh, we got <laughs> Pat. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Fooly Cooly himself. Uh, that made sense in canon. Totally. Um, yeah. So if we. God, that was an awful one. I, I, I'll, I'll take the blame on that one. I, I didn't transition us well at all. But uh, let's go straight into Fooly Cooly's discussion. We got a shorter, or smaller group today. Not a shorter group. It's actually probably an average taller group, uh, given the uh, the contestants today. Uh, but yeah, so Fooly Cooly uh, was produced as an OVA back in early 2000. Uh, it ran uh, over the course of, I don't know, nine months, it looks like, 10 months or so, produced by Gynax and Production IG. Uh, Gynax, of course, known for doing Evangelion, among other things, and becoming eventually Trigger. Uh, and production IG for doing a bunch of shows, you know, uh, most notably, uh, what's that show where the, the dad and the daughter hook up? God, um, I don't know. Either, <laughs> yeah, be more specific on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, you saw you drop? Kinda, not, Usagi, not my kind of anime, fellas. Yeah, no, uh, it's just not mine either, but, uh, you know, it just, it does happen in that anime. But no other anime either. Production IG, they haven't done anything else. So, uh, either way. Uh, let's get right into it. Why don't we start with our uh, initial first impressions? Again, this is a six-episode OVA, so it's a little shorter than uh, the normal shows that we review. Uh, so why don't we do, I don't know, just first episode, actually, I think is probably a good way to to uh, describe your first impression of this show, because it is it, it is a show. Uh, Miles, why don't you start? Sure. So if we're just doing the first episode, then I guess I had, I don't want to say negative, but like mixed feelings on the first episode. Um the show is a lot of fun. Um, it, you know, is paced pretty bonkersly, which, which is like a good time. Um, you can tell like the style and stuff is, is good. Um, it just didn't really like click for me for like a little bit. Like it, eventually we have episodes in the show that, that do click for me. Right. So like, um, but it, it did take a little while for the show to sort of good uh, hook me as they say. Um, which is, I guess, kind of weird because it, it's got a lot going on and it's, you know, like a pretty jam-packed sort of show that has a very unique style and everything. Um, so maybe we can figure out why as, as we go on. I haven't really been able to pinpoint it. As as to what I recommend this show, like, I, I would say yes. Um, I think it's a very fun show. I think it's, you know, it's like iconic. You can definitely see how it's influenced shows um that you know you might like nowadays like a kill a kill is like I, I think the most obvious one being like a trigger show that you could like really feel is influenced by this and you could 
the you know the same studio people were working on it or whatever um so you know those were my initial thoughts and stuff like that so yeah all right how about you pete yeah this was one of the few classics that i haven't seen yet and this this story like really grasped me like immediately i thought the opening scene where she's just driving down the bridge and just smacks him in the head of the guitar really set the tone of like where this show was going it was very out of left field I didn't really understand, like, why somebody would do that and, like, kind of the essence of, like, what this story was telling me. Kind of like Miles, he was, it took him a couple episodes to finally, like, get into the groove of things. I was hooked immediately. I thought this was a fantastic show. I don't think that this is for everybody. However, this is definitely, like, a classic. I can definitely see how other shows get its themes and some of its elements from Fooly Cooly. I would recommend it to somebody who is looking to dive a little deeper into the anime scene because, for me... I loved watching this. I love seeing like prior Gynax things that I just haven't seen before. And uh, it's six episodes. The dub and sub seem to be both fantastic. I watched the dub and it was wonderful. I think this is just like a very easy thing to breathe through where even if it's something that's not necessarily up your alley, I think that it is something that you should definitely check out and try to see if it is up your alley. And just its length is like very like appealing to a lot of people, I think. And yeah, I, I would recommend to, recommend to most people. Yeah, that, that's fair. All right. And Jay, what about you? Uh, so, honestly, definitely not actually my first impression of this show. I, right. like, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this who grew up in America watching uh, Adult Swim dubbed anime, this is probably, for a lot of people, one of the first anime that they ever actually watched, right up there with, like, Cowboy Bebop and Inuyasha, and, and Ghosts in the Shell, like other true classics as well. So I put it right up there in that echelon of sort of thing. Um, honestly, I was so shocked that I was the only person, and really, even from members who aren't here, I was one of the only people in the Watch Club who had seen this before, because it is considered such an all-time classic. I think for a lot of people, it's their first introduction to Gynax, if they, you know, haven't seen, like, Evangelion or something, obviously. So, yeah, I don't know. The show, it really, it, it's very anime, and you get that from the first episode. Like, just the crazy character designs of, like, Haruko and uh, Naota even, with how uh, kind of stylized his clothing is and whatnot. And just the the way everything is designed is so, you can really feel the creator's fingerprints all over it from, like, the beginning episode, I feel. Like, from the soundtrack, to the way everybody looks, to the ridiculousness of the plot, to the robots that get introduced super early on. I feel like it is almost it's it's quintessential anime, I feel like it's it's anime boiled down to its almost purest form, I would say in some ways, so that's a long flowery romantic way of me saying that I would recommend this to anybody who kind of wants to feel the roots of the medium in a way and um see something that both influences the future after it and embraces the past that came before it in a lot of ways. So, highly recommend. It's required viewing, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, lastly, on my end, I, yeah, like like Jay had said, uh, I was one of the people who had not seen it yet. And 
you know, I had, had people tell me to watch it and I don't know, to me, I, I just, it never really caught my eye. Um, but after that first episode, I, I, I was intrigued at the very least. Like, like a couple of the other guys have said, it it's very fast paced. It just, it just goes and it, and it keeps going and going. And you can tell that this guy knew he only had six episodes or he only had however long um, to, to tell the story that he wanted. And that doesn't, it didn't always work for me, the, the pacing, but I, I overall really enjoyed uh, the, the, the ride. And um, I think we'll get into some more of the nitty gritty stuff, uh, stuff later on, but I, I would recommend this. Um, I think for, especially, I mean, I, I can see why it was on adult swim. It's something that it's not a, like a super complex story about, um, you know, something that only people in Japan would get, let's say, right? Like, it's just, it's more of like a coming of age story, right? Something that, that could be very easily transferred to an American audience or, or a Western, Western audience. And I think that the, um, it, it is just so, it's so all over the place that I think that it can appeal to a lot of people. So I, I, I would recommend this show, but I, I wouldn't recommend this as, as someone's like first, first anime. You know, I would want them to have something with a little bit more structure, I think. Uh, so they don't expect every show to be like this, because if they did, it would be very hard to, recommend them anime afterwards it'd be like all right maybe uh maybe girl and lagan maybe uh maybe kill a kill and then after that i don't know it's kind of hard hard to find other shows that are this uh i i, I like in, inconsistent is the best way to describe it but it's not in a in a bad way it, the inconsistent pacing and inconsistent um blow, erratic might know, be a better term erratic. for it yeah maybe erratic is a, is an easier way to put it there we go uh but yeah Alrighty, uh, so now that we have done our first initial impressions, spoiler free, uh, now let's move into the spoiler section. So if you haven't watched the show, I, again, I think it sounded like we had four pseudo yeses, if not must watches. So uh, you can pause this, come back six episodes later and uh, come join the discussion in the comments or in any way you want to. But uh, but yeah, Miles, why don't you kick us off? What's the uh, what's our first talking point that we were planning on talking about? Yeah, so you know, th th there's a lot to talk about. I think we've all sort of alluded to, um, you know, I I want to say the the general, the pacing of it, um, you know, sort of hectic or erratic, um, as Jay was saying, um, and that was the first thing that I I kind of wanted to talk about because, um. This is a the thing that I think is helps the show a lot because it I think gets you in the mindset of sort of like a younger teenage boy and how crazy his life is and everything and just it, it helps add to the absurdity of what's happening, right? Like I think that the events that are happening would feel a bit weird if they were very methodically planned out just because of how how strange everything that's happening is, right? Um, you know, so what did you guys, like, what of the pacing, like, worked for you guys? Did things not work for you? Um, for me, it, like, I, I recognize that I think it's a it's a good artistic choice for the story that they're telling, but it, I, I needed, I think, it to be a little more grounded, but that doesn't mean it it should have been that way, if that makes sense. It's just sort of like a like a personal taste thing. But Pete, you were saying that it hooked you you know, right away. Yeah. Um, it, it's very different from like traditional Gynax. Like take, for example, his and her circumstances, 24, 25 episodes, neon Genesis, 24, 25 episodes, Gurren Lagan, 24, 25 episodes. 
uh, Fully Cooley being six episodes is like really like shifting the tone of like traditionally like what Gynax does. And I like how they set the tone immediately in that first scene. It is just uh, in your face, wild out of control, whether it's the visual storytelling with like the slow-mo scene where they go around um, uh, Mama, uh, what's her name? Uh, the the uh, girl, the girlfriend, whatever her Mama name me? is. Mama me, yeah, like her her face, or mommy me, or... and just like how outlandish and how and how comical me. that that scene was. I feel like they said they did a very good job at setting the tone immediately of like this is what the show is going to be, and it didn't sugarcoat it and it didn't try to like dance around the fact that it wasn't going to be anything else. So I give it props to that, and just when when shows do that, then I know what to expect, and that's what I got, and so I was very happy with the the pacing that I saw. Yeah, I think in manages the line between like the absurdness and like the almost kind of like John Green-esque YA element of it very well. John Green before John Green YA, by the way. Uh just like that nothing ever happens here. My my older brother left and I don't understand it. Uh <laughs> although all the women in my life are extremely strange and my father is a weirdo who is writing Evangelion. Uh, <laughs> like, I think, I don't know. I, I definitely agree with all that. Like, I think that the pacing is def. it's erratic, and that will turn a lot of people off for sure. And that, it's erratic to say the least, is what I'll say. Um, I think, I don't think it's really meant to be I'm trying to find the way to describe this. Can I say something silly that might might be a little confusing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What if? Okay, how would you feel if this was twelve episodes, but like fifteen minutes, like shorts, like the way we see in today's day and age, where we just get like twelve to thirteen minute episodes, but it's still in that twelve like episodic format that we see today. Whether this is the six episode, twenty five minute episode, I think you need the. I think I like the episodes, six episodes better. Yeah. Like they still have a they still have a pretty coherent plot that like plot structure that you can follow at least. It's just it's like the details that happen in between point A and point B that kind of get confusing. Let, let me follow that up. Would this be better as a movie? I actually brought that up to my girlfriend when we were watching it. I was like, I wonder if this would work as a movie. And I think that we kind of settled that the characters wouldn't have been able to develop it quite as well in a movie unless it was, like, two hours long. Yeah, I mean, this has a runtime of about two hours, right? Yeah. But I, I do think that, uh, as Jay alluded to, these episodes are, in a way, standalone. There is an overarching plot, but a lot of the bulk... I would say the bulk of each episode, except for... Uh, FLCL Climax, yeah. uh, which is the name of the, oh, the last. I think it, it's Fully Climax. Is it's that what it is? Cl okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, is um, uh, it contained within that episode? There are sort of character arcs throughout those episodes. Like the baseball one is the one that rings the most true to me. It it plays off of stuff that came before. The things that happen end up happening later, but like that episode, which I think was my favorite one, sort of 
if you just saw that, it would make sense. And I, I think that that's, you know, a reason you don't want a movie and a reason you don't want these like 15 minute shorter episodes or whatever. 12 minutes. Yeah, I think episodes. they, I, I agree. I think they chose the perfect format for the story they were trying to tell, like, especially with how they chose to do the pacing. Yeah. And that's why, why we don't see anything that has like the six episode, six 21 minute episode format because nobody else has like, it's hard to make a good story when the pacing is like that. And that's what makes this special is they manage to translate that erratic pacing from the manga so perfectly into animation. Sometimes yeah. literally with manga panels. You know, I I will say, I've, I've said that I'm not the biggest fan of the pacing, but what this does that other media that has this pacing, I think, generally fails to do is... Uh, it gets so close to like losing the thread in my opinion, but it always keeps it there. It keeps it going. And you have like a through line throughout the entire series. It never completely jumps the shark. It, you know, skis around the shark a lot, but it never you know goes directly over the shark in my it, opinion, uh, at least. I, um, I yeah. I also think it like, it, it just, and when it does pull you back in, like, like you said, or pull it back to the, to the to the story i think it does a really good job of then actually making it clear that that's what it's doing other than just like you know giving yeah. you that hint without telling you that it's a hint or or, or pull, i i don't know maybe that's not the right way to put it, but like um when it comes back to the story and becomes a little bit more serious you can usually tell when that, that is happening or when and it doesn't it's not like some mystery full-on mystery that you have to like figure out that you know something i, I don't know again i don't like yeah, I would say it, much, but yeah, go on. it's more like character driven than plot driven overall. Like the plot is there with Atomisk and stuff, but at the core of the plot is definitely Nauta and how he's dealing with the people in his life and their various neuroses and mo specifically the people in his life trying to mold him into what they want him to be, like force him, whether it's... uh his brother's ex-girlfriend trying to force him to be Takun or Haruko trying to force him to be Atomisk or, or trying to force him to get Atomisk to come out or something like that. You know, uh, I think at the end of the day, it, it is very much focused on like his relationship with spe specifically the women in his life, but also like his dad and grandpa to a lesser extent. I know that the story is like kind of focused around like the the becoming of like an adult. Like Nauta mm -hmm. is the resemblance of childhood, Arco more of like the adulthood side. And we we've we've done a show like this before on Watch Club with Sunny Boy. And I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on how like did you like this style of like coming of age? Um better or worse than like say for instance sunny boy did you like how that they told that story in fully coolly because to me i personally enjoyed how they handled like the metaphors and like the symbolism and the visual storytelling in fully coolly um and how they just resembled that so i want to get your guys thoughts on that Ooh, yeah so i god this is so crazy so and i think this this probably speaks to like the uh universality of fully coolie because like the, the, i i had a really 
really easy childhood. Um, so like a lot of this, you know, struggle coming of age stuff, like sort of misses me because that, you know, I don't have to, I never had to deal with like those issues, but some of the stuff in Fooly Cooly, like really hit and like some of it missed, but like to me, I guess I liked the coming of age aspect of Fooly Cooly more than I liked it in uh, Sunny Boy. Like, I, I think I liked Sunny Boy more overall, but I, I think even just like the end where Haruko is just like, do you want to come with me? No, like, you're just a kid. Like, it, it, it reminds me of like a very, I don't know, y'all have to read The Outsiders in in middle school. Of course, they go to Boy. Um, I actually never it, wrote, wa- or read or watched that. Oh, okay. Funny Do it for Jolly Man. <laughs> but, like, it, to me, it sort of, like, hits that same, like, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, like, when you were a kid and you, like, wanted to grow up, like, so bad, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, now just, like, fucking sucks. yeah, and then, like, the, <laughs> the perspective of the adults to know, like, I know that you want to do this, but, like, it's, don't. And, like, I, I got those vibes a lot from, like, the episode six Haruko interactions with Nauta. Like, that was the sort of yeah. vibe I got from it. And I, I really, like, I, that hit me because, you know, I've been doing a lot of <laughs> growing up recently, a lot of big life events happening. And they're exciting and fun, but, you know, life isn't as carefree as it was when I was 12. So... For reference, um, Miles yeah. bought a PS5, so his life changed. I did, and I I couldn't believe that I got one. But was, <laughs> <laughs> um, you went to Target. There was you, one there. You like my life. It has was changed. unbelievable. <laughs> it was. Honestly, it was honestly, <laughs> sorry. I just I feel that so much because like understand that my context for watching Fooly Cooly was like staying up at a slumber party when I was like nine years old or some shit like that watching the dub of this in somebody's living room and like yeah just thinking back to that it's like man back then i was like can we should grow up i'm gonna i'm gonna move to california <laughs> and uh and, it's, and now it's like man that fuck i didn't do any of that shit i moved to the exact opposite of california actually and um yeah, growing up is not not a fun thing actually. Like, I mean in some ways the freedom is great, but yeah, let's we're we we're not a philosophy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, no, I mean I you know, I think this like how it's hitting, right? Like shows to how well they like like they did mm-hmm. the things, you know, and like I for other people who had different experiences, I'm sure there are other parts of it you know that hit like uh, has everyone here seen kill a kill yes yeah. okay 100 yeah. i so, dropped i dropped it but i've seen it okay uh, that's foul to yeah, me um and i don't know if anyone else got these vibes the the Nanda daba anyways noata's family um they do they seem like, like a yeah. The proto Makan. Yes, they seemed like a a darker proto Moncancho family, you know. But like with NTR, like when the dad is. Yeah, it would be like it would be like if the street doctor dad was like trying to slurp (laughs) eggs from like Lady in the Tramp 
uh, <laughs> Ryuko or some shit. Like, yeah, because they were like, because it's like in Kill a Kill, the horn dogness of the family and the dog, who's also a horn dog, is is played for laughs, right? Hey, his name. <laughs> first of his name, his name is Guts. Sir. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, it's played for laughs, and like that's actually a bit in Kill a Kill. I I have an issue with because of the ma- anyway. That's irrelevant. No, but, I understand. But I this, you. it's played pretty sinister. Like, I don't know if that struck anyone else, but like, oh, that's yeah. normally a bit that's played for laughs in anime, and it's just sinister in this. Yeah, that one's the one scene where like he's rubbing his fucking beard on her is one of the most uncomfortable scenes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! It, and then there's uh, that a lot is of vividly things. etched into my head from my childhood. By the way, of being <laughs> scared that some adult figure in my life would walk in while I was <laughs> watching that. And I have a, what are you watching? <laughs> moment. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't like a Dean from Community thing where he's looking at a picture of a Dalmatian and says, "Like this better not awaken anything in me." Like that wasn't the aspect uh, honestly, of it. It probably does. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I gotta go think about some shit. <laughs> um, but that, and then, like, the way that um, Mamimi and him, like, like, I don't know if you guys know the age difference, but it's like, she's like 17. Like five years old. And she's he's like five 12. years older than him. Yeah, yeah, which is like a lot for people that age, right? And it's like, she's That's just. A huge pre- maturity difference. Yes. Um,. And, like, that is something that's often, not even just in anime, but, like, with older women and younger men is played as, like, a, like, a aren't you lucky kind of thing, which is, like, you know, but, like, again, in this, played pretty sinisterly, and it's just, I don't know, did you guys get that vibe from it? Because that was, it was off-putting to me, and, like, yeah. it, in a good way in retrospect, but while I was watching it, I was, like, I... I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. Um, yeah, it's definitely meant to be uncomfy. I'll let the other two, if they have... I've been holding up the whole time, so... It's okay. This is your uh, this is your show, so I, I, I don't mind. Um, but, uh, but fuck you, and thank you for recognizing that you need to shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the Sinister coming out uh, from... Uh, I, I don't know. For me, this... Uh, uh, the uh, Mamimi, I think, is what she normally went by in the show. The yeah, like the older sister's ex or whatever. That yep. that bit was uh, very uncomfortable to watch. I I was not a fan of it at all. Um, it was really well done, I think, because it made me feel that way. Right, like that's what the purpose of it was. But it was uh, it was nice to see it diff- uh, go differently than uh, and, and like it, it was cool to see that he didn't just like roll over and let it happen either. You know, like he, he wasn't just very accepting of it like someone normally would yeah. be in an anime like this um i thought the dynamic between haruko and uh the main guy was great uh with the family like you said it was not great uh, god his dad was just like uh late like you said the parts of kill a kill that made me uncomfortable made it, it was showing even worse in yeah the show. um uh i don't know it didn't feel like he i guess he brought like the whole like patriarchal um expectations or something like the the frat boy uh, frat boy mentality more like the 
locker room mentality. Like he, maybe he was supposed mm-hmm. to represent that to some extent. Um, like, oh come on, bro, just help me out. Like even though he's the fucking dad, which was which was so weird. I I don't know. Um, those scenes were usually the ones that I was kind of like sitting back and like watch this set right now but then i would pull it right back with something cool happening on screen some some reference to like south park or some other um a lot of western references in this you know that that that, uh that made watching a little bit easier for me um well it it went all those awful things were happening too like i i think it was it was the dad figure that half the time was in oh you know it was amuro um the other older guy in the show the eyebrows yeah, eyebrows yeah. guy. Like he was the one that was often looking like a South Park character, and I was just like, "This is crazy. oh, he's a like, really creepy funny. line." When <laughs> when he he, sorry, but like when he puts his hand on his like uh, coworkers, yeah. like his like yeah coworkers, and she's like, "This is problematic," and he's like, "Like with problems this small, like <laughs> it was just very like." It, it felt like a little ahead of its time. He's meant as to far be as like a, um, an, he's meant to be a representation of how Nauta's path could go, like if he doesn't get over Haruko. There's okay. there's one thing with Mama Me that I kind of want to touch on, uh, and kind of I, I feel like you could go like really in depth with her character. I thought she was insane. Yeah. Super fascinating. Uh, kind of like in the beginning where they like mentioned like you smell like cigarettes. Like we kind of realize that she's smoking. Towards the end, she starts smoking again. Uh, her like we don't find out until later that she kind of got broken up by um Nauta's uh, brother because in the beginning we're kind of understanding that that that's his brother's girlfriend, but they were actually they actually broke up and just kind of like her trying to like come to terms with like who she is. I thought was like really like sinister dark because like it was like really serious like undertones like she was longing for this guy so she was using for using uh his brother essentially as like a proxy um not being feeling like not she's not good enough wanting revenge and i i thought that was like a really well representation of like a 17 year old like in like a little like darker tone i felt like i was watching like degrassi or um (laughs) Riverdale or the OC or One Tree Hill or something like that, where it's like you're taking the teenage dynamic of like uh being a 17 year old girl and kind of turning it up a little bit to add to yeah. that effect. And I really enjoyed her character, even if it was uncomfortable at moments. I really liked her character too, honestly. I think she has one of the deeper, probably one of the deepest characters on the show to examine, in my opinion. Like just in general, her whole, like, obsession with smoking and flames, and then you find out about, like, how she met uh, Nauta's older brother. Like, he saved her from a fucking fire and shit like that. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely agree. She has a extremely, like, I think we could go, have, like, there could be, like, a whole mini-episode examining, not that we should do that, but we could we could spend 30 minutes talking about just her character arc, I feel, you know? So I, I kind of segues into, like, did any of you guys have any particular, like, scenes that you really enjoyed? Because I think that the breakout scene that really kind of locks you in is definitely the Never Knows Best scene with her uh, smoking the cigarette that has that phrase written on it, which is 
just a, a a key part of every aesthetic anime blog since the beginning of time, I should say. Well, as we have established in our Discord, um, while it is bad for you, smoking is really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, that is just super proven by the aesthetic of that. Like, a, a cigarette that says never knows best, like, that's like... Like the coolest part of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yes. Um... And it, yeah, God, it really is the coolest part of Chainsaw Man, isn't it? Um, I'm going to get canceled in fall when that comes out. No, we're all in the um, same boat. You're good. <laughs> but, um, like, I think, like, it sets the tone of the show. It sets the tone of the character. It sets the aesthetic of the show. It is, and it's just a scene with a cigarette. Like, it's really, there's so much in this show, you know, that, that does that. To me, um, so my favorite character that, Nalta interacted with um I guess like my favorite woman that he interacted with uh was Ari, like the the girl who is like his age. Um mm-hmm. who I think you know uh, my impression was that she like liked him and was always annoyed that these older women were coming out of nowhere and like grooming him basically. Um <laughs> but like there's the scene where they're like trying to pull, I forget what it is, something, but they're like going two different ways. And I thought that was just shot like really, really well. Like the visual like juxtaposition of all of that. Um, I think it was episode three with the play, which I just like really liked that episode. Um, She has one of my favorite lines in the entire show when she's talking with her friends, this might be different in sub, but in dub is just like, well, like, how did you overcome it? She's like, I just cried and then talked to my parents. It's just like, <laughs> yes. wow, funny how you got over that real quick by, you know, talking things out and letting your emotions go for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I for- try that. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, there are like really cool, like hints of like Western culture and stuff that I really enjoyed in this. Uh, when she dressed up as Elvis and then was playing, um, she said like something about Jimi Hendrix. And I thought it was really cool that she like played the guitar like upside down and left-handed. She switched it because uh, that's how Jimi Hendrix plays the guitar. And it was like little things like that where it's like they really paid attention to, um, like the the small details. His dad dressing up as Lupin was was funny. The South Park episode where we're getting these like Western style like cartoons because the director just straight up said i liked south park so i wanted to incorporate it into the show i liked baseball so i put in a baseball episode and stuff like that was just like small details really fun you could tell that they were having a blast making this and i think that yeah i think i think it came through uh man there's like another scene where like the the eyebrows guy gets hit in the forehead and then she pulls it out and it's like super small and just like mm-hmm. like the innuendo that like this dude's dick is super small was I just thought like little things like that was just great. There I, was a lot of penis innuendo. Oh, there's so much <laughs> penis <laughs> in the show. Hundred percent, a lot of dick jokes. It fits because it's if it's inspired by South Park or somewhat related to South Park in in some way, then then there you go. And um, puberty. The sh- yeah, show's like, like yeah, really the puberty. Like male adolescence is yeah. filled with dick jokes. Um, and this is you know really from that sort of perspective um oh goodness uh you know what i, I want to give a shout out to this the first thing i saw you know the first thing i think one of the first things you see in the anime is the, the factory right and i was like no it's like an iron that's very clearly and then that played into like the actual plot it was an iron <laughs> it was 
supposed to wrinkle out like out like smooth over the world or whatever and so i i don't know i thought that was a really fun example of something that was just like hidden in plain sight kind of like I, I we really use like the that. term smooth brain a lot. The The analogy or, yeah. of the, or like the symbolism of the iron is that the people, the smartest people have the most wrinkles in their brain and that the iron will smooth out their brain. That's literally what it is. It's literally trying to make the world smooth brain. Trying to get that <laughs> wall of brain going on. I thought yeah, that was, yeah, they oh, have so like very funny. few. So that factory is actually just Cloverworks, right? Um, because they're producing Bunny Girl Senpai in an attempt to smooth ah. out our, our brains. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I got past well, attention. <laughs> we were, I, I was just saying, I was at the fire shop. That sucks. Just, well, well, he's not even here. I'm sorry, Socks. Yeah, <laughs> I really and, am. Um, it's okay. Well, we are accepting new uh, moderator watch, uh, <laughs> yes. applications for our, our watch club. So if you guys would like to join us, please uh, join the Discord and come talk to me, and uh, we'll, we'll set you up. You know, uh, just have to get my hands on that Excel sheet, and then we're all good to go. Uh, don't, don't tell Miles <laughs> that though. Uh, I muted him, so he can't hear me. Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. that is how muting works. Um, mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> um, I think we would be remiss really quick unless anyone else has something before we talk about like the music and the sound design and the visual design and stuff of this show. Just the the production of this show needs to be discussed. Um, so if anyone else has anything they want to get to before we get to that, um, hit me up. But uh, I think we're pretty good. I, what I a great soundtrack, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pil- the pillows are definitely a lot of just. Due to what I said before, a lot of people our ages for, well, in our general age groups, first uh, introduction to Japanese music as a whole, I would say, honestly, right there alongside the likes of stuff like Asian Kung Fu Generation and and, um, Utada Hikari and whatnot, you know, like... Just so good. The pillows are iconic. Like, it it holds up. So, like, Daimayoshis find themselves just, like, Tapping their foot or like just jamming oh, yeah, to the it, fucking it, soundtrack every now and then. So I had never heard the pillows before this, right? But to me, it felt like I was playing Tony Hawk Underground again. Like that was like the vibe of the music I got. Like it really transported because that's what the, the type of music is what I was listening to when I was like 12 and 13 and everything. And it was just, um, you know, and, and when, when it started playing, I, it was like very like I was like, yeah, like let's go, like let's do it, let's hop in a TV man and kick the shit out of an alien or whatever. Like, it, it was great. Um, and I didn't know this. All of this is just the same band, huh? Like yeah. that's the yeah. okay. And they do they do the music for all the other Fooly Coolies as well. Okay, yeah. Which those are we we don't have to watch. Is the music before, still so good though? Don't worry. The I'm music sure is, is probably the best part. Okay, I, would, I, I believe it <laughs> from what I've heard of the sequels. It, it's one of those things where, like, when you think about, like, the genre of music you were listening to when you were, like, 12, 13, 14, whatever. Like, to me, it's, like, Backstreet Boys and then into, like, what you said, Tony Hawk. It was, like, Sum 41. It was um, The Offspring. It was uh, stuff like that where, like, if I was, like, in Japan and, like, I was discovering the pills for the first time. They'd probably be like my favorite band. And it just matched the aesthetic of 
adolescence and growing up and coming of age and um a, a little bit of like a rebellious period too in his life where I, I felt like it just matched perfectly with it. And honestly, like technically speaking, this this show was just a masterpiece, technically speaking. I I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. so many elements of this. But like the music it holds up so up. well for a show from like two thousand two. If you if I, you like, asked yeah. me what if you asked me what year this was made, I would have said like oh eight. Like, Oh nine. When it was guessed, actually um, made, because it was made two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. So it was April twenty sixth, two thousand. Like so, this looks better than shows that are coming out today. I said the like, same a lot thing. Better. It does. So like a, a show I even like that's coming out today. Uh, Life is hard for mobs, the Atomi game show, right? Like Pete and I both like that show. Um, but like the fight scenes are super static. Um, and you know, like the Shield Hero is another example of a popular show that's coming out today that just like looks kind of bland compared to this. And you know, that's like a that's a massive show. Yeah, you know, there, um, there's one scene that stuck out to me particular, and it's not a scene that I think a lot of people would think of when in terms of like animation or something like that. Is when Ares doing the high jump. It is so no, that's clean. so good. It is so clean. Running is running and walking in anime is so ugly. And that yeah. was like that was the, just them flexing right there. It that was, was so them flexing. well done. Even now, like if you watch like Spy Family, look how they walk. Like it's a little awkward when their entire body is shown. Like a lot of times, what they'll do is they'll do like the half cut. You know, so you just see above them, and you can see them moving, and that's how you know that they're walking. When they do the full body things, a lot of times it's super awkward. I could not believe how clean this was. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. the fourth oldest show that we have watched so like this is bracketed by Razafon mm. and now and then here and there and like this looks so much better Two than masterpieces than, than both of those masterpieces thank you um, but like even like you know if we keep on going up like elf and lead aria like aria was something that we said i bet this looked great in 2005 but it's a bit dated now um you know, the girl who leapt through time, uh, like you know, stuff like that. Even that's a movie. And I think this looks better than that. Like, um, you know, the, the two oldest ones we've seen are perfect blue and Akira. And you know, this doesn't that have doesn't hard to beat those. Yeah. yeah, that's, well, yeah they, what, they don't count. They're movies. They're yeah. So one of those is Akira. Like, <laughs> that's, um, but you know, like, Oh God, it just, it was so good looking like, holy I shit. I liked it, um, I, the, and I think one of the reasons I liked it a lot is because it was it's flat, like it's the old flatter style of animation, but like they do so much with it that it doesn't bother you as much as like other shows that are flat and then static or flat. It's and, still very fluid, and yeah, like it it, it flows very well um, because you know the lines aren't per, you know it, it, like you know. If you were to say what is more detailed, so to speak, right? You Vial of Evergarden or this, then Vial of Evergarden or any other most of the modern shows, right, that are considered well animated. But this has the, like you said, Jay, the fluidity and the. Um, I feel like I some know, of it, this kind of translates. Well. Yeah, it remind like you can definitely see where they were drawing from with how they animated and drew Kill a Kill. I feel. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, they were like, definitely aiming for something similar to this with Kill a Kill. And, like, the background detail isn't that great in this, but it's not, like, bad either. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not super detailed, but that's because it doesn't care that it's not, you know? And the show doesn't give a shit that 
the when mm-hmm. the characters are you know maybe let's say like a, a a third of the or not a third um you know one tenth of the screen size then they're just doodles they're not like actually fully drawn and the show just doesn't care and it works um versus in like other shows you know it might come off as lazy or or not you know or rushed, whatever you well, want yeah, to Yeah, it just say. uses those tricks of animation that we learned about when watching Keep Your Hands Off, Isokin, um, yeah. like, really well, and not in a way that's distracting, because, I mean, that's what makes a good animation studio, right? They know when you can cut a corner, and when you need to go all out, and when you need to do all of these things. And then, like, when drawing something simpler might actually help the whole composition and stuff. There's just so many things about this. It was very, for a show that came out recently that it like the fluidity of it reminds me of was like Vivi where Vivi had like really dynamic action sequences and very fluid animation and everything. And like this does too. It doesn't have like the cleanness necessarily of modern stuff, but the actual fluidity of the animation is I'm just yeah, going like, to say on par with even top tier modern stuff. Oh, like it's that, that gunfight yeah. is insane. The gunfight yes. in like the hospital area, I believe, is just with uh, Amuro and Haruka. Haruko is fucking crazy. Like, oh, I watched the storyboarding for that actually, and it's incredible to see the storyboarding side by side with the actual animation. Would definitely recommend looking that up at some point. This is the type of show when I saw something like um, SSSS Gridman or something like that, where I go, I sleep, and then it's like trigger, and I'm like, I'm woke. Like, <laughs> this is the type of show that where, like, when it gets attached to a studio, it, it's automatically on my plan to watch or something like that. Like, trigger is planned to watch no matter what they make. A Kyoto animation is planned to watch no matter what they make and stuff like that. And, like, this is the type of thing where I'm expecting. Even even for two thousand, I was expecting like average animation, and it was just incredible. And um, I, I it's another technical aspect, and I kind of want to touch on just a smidge. But for the people who saw the dub and how influential the dub is to uh Western audiences, that prior to Fully Cooley. There, there was a, there's a really cool um video, uh, something cipher, I forgot the cartoon cipher. He did, he did a video on why, uh, the dub of Fooly Cooly is so important. I think when people look back at like the most popular or best dubs of all time, a lot of people think like Full Metal Alchemist and Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop, and it's it's ties that Fooly Cooly did were able to make those productions happen, of having the director, having the technical directors of these studios come over to America to um, explain references and why they had this and how we translate that to English. And you see that in Fooly Cooly. I think the, the biggest example is when the robot goes to the 7-Eleven to buy the porno bag and it's referenced as Hustler and is referenced that they wanted the Anna Nicole uh, magazine, which is really cool that they tied that specifically to Western audiences because in the sub it is... Um, I, I think it's just referenced as like a Kababon or whatever they're called, like those those um like seven eleven s stores. It's a specific Japanese magazine and it's a model that nobody's ever heard of. So when you watch that in sub, it might not hit, but when you translate it to a Western audience with that dub, it, it connects to you. And uh I just thought that 
element of like incorporating not just the English dubbing, but like the Western appeal to this audience was just next level shit. And we owe it to Fooly Cooly for doing that. And I just, I want to give yeah. it its nod. It's like that's localization like, like that the, isn't erasing yeah. gay people. <laughs> that's like the OG version of the, of the Itadori voice actor from Jujutsu recording the, I like tall girls with big butts like Megan the Stallion. That's like the original <laughs> version of that, basically. <laughs> That's a great example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% agreed with you on that. Uh, yeah, like I said, this... Especially because, like, Fully Cooly, the original show, is literally, like, based around the original voice actress's... Um, yeah, I see. But <laughs> it's based around the original voice actress's voice. Like... The entire vibe of the show is based around how Haruko's voice actor sounds. Yes. Like, her her entire character is based around that, like, voice. And they, they translated it so well for the Western audience, too. And it, like Pete said, it really goes to show how much you can get out of a dub whenever you don't just, like, when you're not completely lazy with it. And tell all your voice actors to just talk in a rising manner like this. It's crazy that Kari, who is um, Harko, that this was like her first main role of a dub. She, in, in her interview, how she practiced for this was she did a Six Flags commercial where she just screamed. That's how she practiced for this role. And to me, would you, I know that she is referenced all the time for like uh pioneers of like English dub. It's like her, Christopher Sabat, um, um Michael Tatum, like the like the pillars of like English dub, and like she is like the female version of that. And then she goes on to be like Saber and stuff like that. It's just like it's really interesting to see like where people started from and where they're at now, and that this was this was her role, and she I thought she just destroyed it in the English dub. Oh, yeah. It's an so it's good. iconic. It is iconic period yeah. i mean you can that's how you can describe this show in general i feel like it's just iconic <laughs> yeah because like just technically speaking again it's it, it has things where like if you watch it episodic where if you just randomly turned on toonami and you watched episode four i feel like you'd be really entertained and then sort of yes. like what gynax does if you want to dig deeper there are other levels to this show that you can find out more about and i think that's like what Cooly Cooly does so well that uh, on the surface it's it, it's a fun action uh, coming of age with like a twist with the Gynax twist, but deep down there are like complex characters. There's just incredible like animation and music and sound design and all this stuff. And to me, that's just like obviously I'm speaking really highly of it. And my ratings will be incredibly high, but I just I I can't believe I I had expectations going into this that this was going to be like a like a seven, like it's outdated. It's it's not going to live up to its hype. Like, I don't see why it's like, why it's the iconic show that it is. And then I was just wrong about everything. Well, that's nothing new. Um, well played. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, are, are we ready to talk about uh, closing thoughts? You can throw best girl and best boy into those. Probably. I don't think we need to, uh, it's not a waifu show, you know? Um, it's a little bit of a waifu show. Well, it's got waifus, but it's not like, you know. Yeah, it's not. that's not the point, it's right? Not, 
yeah that that's not and uh, you know it's funny we always we've been saying that a lot lately because it feels like i guess we started off watch club with a lot of shows that had that not going for it with like rimgar and with uh Tadakun or something like that, but then it's like pre uh, pre, um, yeah, that yeah. Akamonogatari, um, but yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a it's minute. Been, it has <laughs> been a minute since we've had like a true like waifu baby show, I guess. Other than like Rosario, is that the last one we did? I don't know. Um, maybe either way. Either way, let's do our closing thoughts. Miles, why don't you start us off with that, and then your score as well, please. Yeah, so um, I've talked myself up on this show a little bit just after discussing it. I think that something that a lot of Gynax stuff does is when I watch it, I'm like, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't like this. But like, once you're through that and you like look on it back, you were like, it's good that I felt those things. Like, but that was great. Like, it wasn't pleasant at the time, but I learned something. <laughs> um, and I think Fully Cooley does that. Not to the extent that End of Evangelion did, where I wanted to stop being a human after I watched End of Evangelion. Um, but, you know, in a in a good way. Um, uh, it's fun, for sure. Um, and it really, I mean, it really does hold up and you could see the influence. It's, it's it, the very least interesting is like a, if you're like a student of the medium, like if you want to, you know, get to your anime roots or whatever, um, you know, it's a good thing. I, I think that uh, it's a show that I'm going to be thinking about for a long time uh, because there's a lot to pick apart and see what it's saying about stuff. And, you know, I might not like all of it or I might not agree with all of it, or it might not all be apparent even like in a weird way, but like it, it's there and it's there to unpack. And I think that's valuable. Um, ultimately I'm going to give the show an eight out of 10. I had a, I had a great time and I really would, you know, recommend it for anyone. So. Nice. Uh, I agree. I think I uh, got talked up as well in this uh discussion of the show i i was uh underselling my uh it a little bit maybe or or maybe not we'll see but either way uh pete what about you yeah uh if you couldn't tell based off what i've said already before i love this show i was thoroughly entertained i thought the surface level of what the show was trying to do along with the more complex dynamics of like the characters and the settings and the visual storytelling and stuff like that was just so well done. I think if I watched this in 2000 at my age, this would probably be my favorite anime of all time. I feel like that's kind of like the vibes I was getting. I just, I was so entranced. I was so hooked watching the show. So normally what I do with my anime watching is that if I'm at the gym or if I'm like running or something like that at the gym or riding a bike, I'll set it on like the, the counter and then watch it. So today while I was lifting, I was watching it like, I, I was I was like setting the phone down and lifting weights and watching this show because I couldn't pause it. I needed to find out like what was happening in the climax. Like I couldn't just stop at a certain level. I was so invested in getting through the show. I needed to know what happened. And I think that says a lot to the story. I loved Fooly Cooly. At, so three out of ten? No, not at all. Um <laughs> I would love to just Playing games or something like that, just listen to like the this soundtrack and the progressive and the alternative soundtrack and just jam out to the pillows because they seem like something that I could really really invested in and kind of rare these days where I find like a band that I'm like really in tune with. But every time the pillows came on, I was like I was nodding my head, I was tapping my toes, I was like, Yeah, especially like a fight scene or like a climb like a high stress scene. I was like, Yes, the pillows is adding to that level. 
And I think that says a lot to what um, a good soundtrack can do into a show. It was the same thing with Sunny Boy, where that soundtrack elevated the show for me. The pills elevated Fooly Cooly for me. I loved it. The show holds up. It's better than a lot of what I see, even in today's standards. It's why Gainax is a founding father of animation and why it's referenced in anybody who talks about like top tier studios or like most influential studios. Gainax is mentioned. I'm giving the show a nine out of 10. I absolutely adored it. I, I'm going to be perfectly honest, was expecting a 10. I was it, it was I really close it. to a 10. It was <laughs> really close to a 10. I had already put it in as a 10 and, and was doing math and like preparing my little speech after this. But that's if we got 12 cool. episodes of this, I think it would have been a 10. That's fair. Uh, but all right. Uh, Jay, what about you? So, you know, safe to say I'm a big fan of this show. Like, it definitely influenced, like, my love of anime when I was younger quite a bit. And I gotta say, I gained a lot from doing a rewatch of it as an adult. Like, it's definitely a show that hits different whenever you, like, know that uh, Nauta is, like, kind of... not. I don't want to say, like, being ridiculous, but, like, he should slow down and just enjoy being a kid for a while. And, not and like, I don't know, I feel like... The themes of the show are expressed so well. There are so many amazing scenes. Like, I feel like every, almost every single episode has an iconic or just beautiful scene, whether it's, like, Never Knows Best or na at the end when Nauta is, like, sobbing into Haruko's chest asking why she left because, like, she has become, like, a sur the surrogate of his older brother at that point. And it's, like, I feel like everybody can relate to that in some sort of way. Like, it's a show that... it it It's human. Like, at its core, despite how ridiculous it is, it's very human and empathetic. And I think everybody has some character that they can relate to or, or see them, themselves and the, their flaws in through these characters that are really, like, tragically flawed in some ways. Um, like Pete said, the soundtrack elevates it the pillows are just, like, completely perfect for it. Uh, yeah, honestly, the crea the director of this anime just has insanely good taste, in general, I feel. And I would like to hang out and maybe have a beer or two with him. I think that would be sick. Um, I gotta go ahead and... I'm gonna give this a uh, 9 out of 10 as well. I, I wow all right well so i have to do some more math again because i was expecting another 10 i <laughs> these are I, very very high praise nines and, and like i yeah. get a nine and ten it's like those are both obviously like it's really close high to scores. a 10 it's close to a 10 but i don't know I it's gave like on the edge yeah i gave sunny boy a nine and this is like kind of the same level of sunny boy for me so that's well you know of, when you use thought. that logic i'm gonna bump my score up to a 10 because oh, let's go jay okay let's go I did the jay. monster math <laughs> it was a graveyard uh, smash monster okay. mash joke okay Damn, I was uh, there. Tough crowd. I was with you, Pete. Don't <laughs> worry. You, you do the mash. Yes. Oh, it's always Halloween. Yeah, we're only six months. In like months. Like, exactly. Like, cos cosmically, months. you know? <laughs> or five months away. Yeah, yep. no. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Halloween is a state of mind. So there you go. Um, 
and Pete is always rocking it. Um, to the monster match. Uh, <laughs> it's my yeah, number so one me, song on my Spotify. God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> for, for for me, uh, yeah, like I said, I bumped my score up. Actually, I was uh, originally gonna give this a seven. Uh, I thought uh, just because like I I had fun with it, but I also wasn't like super invested like beyond just enjoying it for this watch through. You know, I didn't feel super i didn't feel like i wanted to to go and like look for deeper meaning or look for things that i might have missed outside of like this discussion obviously like i i I did enjoy discussing it more than i thought i would um i i think like you guys said the music really uh the music raises the score (laughs) haha good pun there pat um (laughs) thank you that was a really good one i'm uh i that that was really good uh uh, the st- I, I think the animation as well is really, really w- well done. I just think the pacing was a little too hectic for me, uh, coming from someone wearing a uh, Gurren Lagann shirt, you know, that's, uh, I, I, I still think that, yeah, like Pete said, I think if this was longer, I actually probably would have enjoyed it more, just because I um, would have been able to have more time, maybe, to try to make sense of what's going on on the screen, uh, on, on again, on an initial watch or on a first watch. Um but again, it's hard to like poke holes in it uh, because a lot of the flaws are, um, or not flaws, but the things that I didn't like aren't necessarily flaws. It's more just like the, the personal decisions taste. That they, yeah. yeah, it's like the things that they made, they they did or chose to do. So I think an eight out of ten is a perfectly fair score for this, which is funny because they uh, it, the mal score is an eight point oh three, and our average score collectively is an. Eight point. I already put it into the thing, but then I closed my calculator. It's an eight point seven five. Seven, eight point seven five. So originally, when I thought both of you guys were given your uh, your ten out of tens, um, I was ready to say that this is the uh, second highest rated show we've ever had, behind uh, Odd Taxi, uh, which uh, stunningly has a nine point four, which is very hard to do because I think it had like five or six people on the show too. It was five uh, of us, I think. It was five five of us, which um oh yeah, that makes sense with the point four. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all coming together. Yeah, the math isn't math cool. Isn't, math is it, fun. Isn't cool and math works. Uh, I wouldn't say that, Pete, but I would say it's cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so. It is still a probably a top ten rated show for us. It's eight point seven five. It's tied with the Atomic Galaxy, uh, right behind Yuri on Ice and right Isokin. ahead of Perfect Blue, and behind Isokin as well. Um, a oh yeah, shows. and behind ahead. Ping Pong and Violet and Tokyo Godfathers as well. And Godfathers, yep. Uh, yeah, so top ten. That sounds like ten names we said. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I do think the score would have been brought down a little bit had we had a couple of the other club members join. Um, but they just have shit. Especially Jotty, yeah. Johnny, no. Johnny for sure would have given this a six or a seven. Yeah, it's not his style. There you Joe go. is literally um, older than Johnny, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is our eighth highest, or tied for sixth or something. Cool. Um, praise be the spreadsheet. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Praise, <laughs> we're not worthy. Versus, versus praise be the notes app that just has things listed for me. Um, yeah, you can tell which which one of us you know, works and, and their job is to be organized. You know, which one is that? Yeah, it's uh, definitely not me. Totally not. Um, either way, uh, now let's move on to our nominations uh, that we voted on this past week for June 13th. It's going to be our next Watch Club a, a grouping. So, Miles, what were the results of that voting? So, Pete, you just got yourself um, a sweet new tattoo really quick. I'm going to do a quick segue. What what show is that from? That is from Mob Cycle 100. So we are, of course, 
the 13th of June is our next one. So what is the OP of Mob Psycho 100? Uh, the first one is 99 and the second one is 99.9. So if you take 99 and you subtract 13, Pete, what do you get? We get 86. Yeah. So we're not watching 86. You not fool, fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Not today, boys. But the numbers worked out so well. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. So um, in third place, we have Classroom of the Elite. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> so <laughs> that gets its sixth legacy point. New record. I think that's a new record. For legacy <laughs> new point. record. Um, in um, second, we have Redline, uh, which uh, had a respectable 13 points and will be gaining its first legacy point. And in first place... We have Megalobox, the J, the J Factor himself. Um, so we we will first be watching back, to back. Maybe is that the first time back? To no, back? Miles Philly was actually was nominated mine. fully coolly, but oh. I told him to. So yeah. the spirit was <laughs> there. Also, it depends if you mean anyone's back to back because I had like a double hat trick one time. But who's counting? Who's right. counting? Right. I, I am. Go. It's in the All spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> um, let's, uh, yeah, you're right. That's right. I forgot about that long stretch. I had a back to back with um, Golden Kamui and Bungo Stray Dogs literally yes. with my, when I first got here. Jay's had three in a pretty short time, all things considered. So, J Factor, man. That's just the J Factor. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, uh, so yeah, we'll be watching Megalobox. That, uh, I, I'm excited because it, that's one of those shows that, like, I just didn't watch because I was like, ah, sports show, I don't care. But, Wow, its rating on Mal is lower than I thought it would be. A seven point eight nine. I feel like the people, the way people talk about this show, I expect it to be like an eight. I thought it was going to be higher that. too on Mal. Honestly, the, I thought the, be- what is it the the Ashino Joe haters bringing it down? Is that yeah? It must be what it is because this is uh, this was the it was running for anime of the year, wasn't it? Uh, it, the, it, it was at the Crunchyroll yeah. Awards. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I mean, it was... I think it had the most nominations of any show that year. It was, like, 13, and it won, like, one. It was in, like... That's the thing. I remember being in, like, every award that I voted in. Um, Mm. But, yeah. um, Not that our votes matter in those awards anyways. But, uh, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about what we're nominating for this next week, or the following session, which would be June the 3rd. I think I looked at it earlier. Yep, the 27th. So, wow, that's a long ways away. But, uh, but yeah, what are we nominating? Uh, Miles, why don't you start us off? So I'm going to nominate, I'm going to ditch Redline for the time being, and I'm going to nominate the 1995 Ghost in the Shell movie. Nice. Ooh, spicy. Um, so that's, a. Uh, I feel like, I don't know if any of us, I haven't seen it, and then I didn't realize that it was like a movie and not a show that like started it. the series. So I figured that would be pretty easy for us to, to consume and it would keep us on a trend of uh old classics so nice i like that all right uh pete what about you well, i'm gonna switch up and do new classics and i'm gonna re-up uh classroom of the elite wow going will the, the tag team of pete and johnny eventually get classroom of the elite? i just need to watch it before season two in july so this is the <laughs> perfect time to watch it okay all right uh and then jay what have you got I am going to attempt to go for a uh, 
second season of a show we've watched, and I'm going to nominate Golden Comedy Season 2. Okay. Wow, so that's a, I think a lot other than the Mother's, not Mother's Rosario. Mother's Rosario Vampire. The good, the good, is, is that a Jeopardy, has that been Jeopardy yet? That has to have been, no way. Oh, M- Mother's that's Rosario cool. Vampire? Yeah, it'll be in the next one. Don't That'll worry. That'll be in the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, this S- SAO arc. In, uh, <laughs> Where to... Kirito goes into and finds Mocha the Vampire. Who... <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, yeah, we played that joke a little too long, but it works. Uh what do we got here? What what am I nominating? Fuck! I I you, you know. Do I <laughs> you're really the cat of nominate? this episode, not knowing knowing what you're nominating. I feel well th- again. It's tough because like so much of the stuff that I have on my watch list uh, that I haven't seen yet is either movies that we're waiting for or two core or longer shows. You know, like wait or, or shows obviously that haven't aired yet. So what about Beyond the Boundary by Kyoto Annie? That's 13 episodes and on my plan to watch <laughs> oh wow that's on your plan to watch uh yes. i yeah i haven't seen it on my plan to watch yet though that's the only issue um damn like i want to nominate the new ruby show but of course that starts july 4th so like fuck i can't and it, we obviously wouldn't be able to watch it in time i don't know man why don't, you know what we'll go we'll go way back in our watch Ooh. club's history and nominate uh the princess principal first movie Ooh, oh nice okay. principal crown handler that that would be i would enjoy uh us talking about that uh even if it would be and well have fun with that homework jay uh and you have to vote <laughs> for it too that's the best part you have to pick yeah, it last <laughs> you can pick it last if you want but i i, I don't know just it, it should the thing be, is I, if i don't pick it last then classroom of the elite just wins <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is big brain by me man but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, obviously. Pass played uh, 4D chess over there. That, yep, there you go. I'm uh, getting payback. Wow, uh, this this is this might be. It, it'll be a big upset if a sequel that isn't Rosario Vampire is the first thing to get a sequel in. Honestly, uh, kind of want to do it just to piss Haz off. <laughs> yeah, think about that. So there you go. People who are still listening for whatever goddamn reason you. Still listen to us ramble oh, on. And also, I just want to state that I'm only nominating this against my will. Originally, I wanted to nominate Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, and these fuckers would not let me. It's not a hentai. It's a hentai. It's not a hentai. It's a hentai. Wait, who, who, not who, a hentai. Me. Both of these two, two Puritans here. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk with five to seven dudes about how getting girls off turn into weapons and then have to save the world somehow. It would have been lit. It's gotta lit. be several anime. It's two. Yeah, it's it's Masogaki HH and Valkyrie Drive. It's not Mermaid. a hentai. It's a hentai. I have watched it. <laughs> it's not a hentai. Miles is like the, the epitome of like, oh, if I had a nickel for every time that I saw an anime about <laughs> yeah. girls getting off and turning into guns, I'd only have two nickels. But it'd be strange that I'd have two. You know, yeah. it's like not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, we're uh, we're starting uh, with these sequels as our potential watches, and I'm sorry, Jay, but that uh, we well, how would Has make a thumbnail for that though? That's the problem. I have an idea. I, I think long... <laughs> well, Has would have any issues. Actually. I think he would have a lot of issues making it one that uh, doesn't get us demonetized because we make so much money off of this podcast. You got to think. See, I'm thinking of our long term growth and our. This is Pete's bread and butter. You're ruining the yeah. Patreon, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Patreon. Um, Check out our oh, announced Patreon coming twenty twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I what I have a 
my gambling problem takes over too much and I need a Patreon to cover my expenses. Uh, then yeah, that's what I'll actually, do. It. Yeah, okay, so coming later in 2022. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Here we go. Uh, so if we want to uh, support us, though, you can come boost our server in Discord so that we can keep the hashtag or the slash anime uh, anime podcast uh, URL link. That'd be pretty cool. Um, just need one. Yeah, <laughs> just need one boost. One booster. One booster uh, from any fellow DXD fans out there. Not that I'm a, a fellow with you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, All right, we are yeah, really okay. going on. All right, this is a lot. No, it, it, come on, man. I, 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 I prefer the other etchy high school show of the dead with zombies. So there we go. I remember I hey, watched. Why don't the you tell them where accident. they can find us? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> thing, I found I found that show by accident. I found I watched DXD thinking it was High School of the Dead, and I actually well that's it. I watched like an episode and I was like, wait, this isn't zombies, and then. I figured it out. Um, Pat, I yeah, too was... also accidentally watched 12 episodes of Well, Valkyrie no, then Drive I watched Mermaid. it eventually. <laughs> I eventually did watch it. I did. I'm not going to lie. I, I did watch DXD, but either way, that, that's irrelevant. Um, just also want to shout out Happy Memorial Day. Thank you uh, to all our uh, veterans out there, uh, current and past and future. Uh, and yeah. There, there we go. Uh, Pete, want you end us off? Cool. And if you have made it this far and you want to support the podcast, the best way to do so: like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are watching or listening to us on. I have to give a shout out to Cody, Anna, Tina, Mel, and Mark because I left a party to do this podcast and they were not happy with me. But I said I'd shout them out in the podcast if uh, if I left. So they're cool with that. You hopefully, fucking nerd, you nerd. Oh my god, it was fun. Um. Next week, we are bringing back uh, the Mal Review game. We did it once, probably about a year or so ago, I think, and we're bringing that back. So we got another fun game coming up. That's going to be super fun. Otherwise, if you are here for Watch Club, we will see you in two weeks uh, for Megalobox. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.